0: So, so you go on camp for Wales under sixteen. <laughs> yeah. They put you in a random roommate, and your random roommate is now the Olympic gold medalist boxer. That is yeah. very <laughs> true. I <isn't> know. <it? laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned there uh, um, a certain player you played with back in the in the early days. Tom Lawrence. Now at Rangers how influential, how good was he? Or were you better on the ball? Or I know you were sort of lift shared. You sort of shared the games together. Yeah. Was there a bit of rivalry <laughs> there in, in the team, or
1: I'd like go to training and like. Lucy Bronze would be there, and it was like, "Oh right, okay." <laughs> and I wouldn't be getting home till midnight, but I'd still do it.
2: I'm back up at six. I'm back o'clock.
1: up at six, seven o'clock to be in the office for eight o'clock to then go training again, but I'd still do it.
2: A massive thank you to the sponsors of this. Girl can play the Tranquini Wellness
0: Drink. Welcome to episode three of This Girl Can Play. I'm Andy Hughes. That's Leon Pickford, and we've got an epic episode for you today. We're going to be talking with our guest. Well, skill Guild international, full international, WSL appearances. We're top World Cup qualifiers. The list and the list goes on and on. Sit down, make yourself comfortable wherever you're watching, where you're listening. This is a story of Hannah Kilikopoulos. Hannah, how are you today?
1: Hi, Andy, hi Leon. Hiya. Nice to see you, boys. And it's really nice for you to come and invite me to this uh, podcast that you guys have set up. Yeah, feeling good today, and I'm ready to, you know, share my journey with you guys on and off the pitch.
0: And what a journey it is, Hannah. I can't wait to get stuck into it. So, first of all, before we get into sort of when you were playing for a team, let's go right back to the beginning. Your first memory of kicking a ball at your ball at your feet. Your first memories of that. Have you got any? Where did it start?
1: Yeah, I think I think what my mum and dad would say is that it started in the living room, which they <laughs> definitely didn't want it to. But <laughs> probably smashed a few mirrors here and there, you know. Um, I remember just being in the garden from the age of probably four or five. I was in the garden constantly kicking. With well, the driver that we have, that they've still got now, you know, was just kicking the ball against the wall constantly, right where my dad sits. And every now and again, I'd get the glare of, you know, she's still kicking the ball against the wall. And then it, I think it would get dark and he'd be like, uh, Sal, she's still kicking the ball against the wall. She hasn't eaten or drank. She's still kicking the ball against the wall. So, yeah, that was my, you know, the memories. And uh, in school, you know, I um, there was a lot of quite good players around in my school at the time. We had a really good school team. In Penaford, so yeah, that was my greatest memories of when I was young. I can just remember the the wall right in front of me.
0: <laughs> so so the, the writing was on the wall early days, and what your career was going to be then. Absolutely, the yeah. There was
1: there. there was there was. I don't think they had any qualms of what I was going to do when I was older. Now.
2: <laughs> so what age did you start in the team?
1: So I think I was about six or seven. Penaford have always had sort of like a really good backing of you know the community and stuff to have a, a lads team, and they still have that now and all the and the age groups. So. I think it was about six or seven is when I first joined Penaford. Should we say under sevens? Yeah. And um, we just used to play down at the park once a week. My dad used to be one of the coaches there, so he kind of just dragged me away from the wall at home yeah. and took me down <laughs> there. To be honest, I think was that all boys? What oh, all boys. boys? Yeah, I was the only girl back then. Yeah, in in the team. Yeah,
0: it's it's every guest we speak to, it's always been the same. It's so, you know mm. the only girls. You know there was, there was always uh, one girl with all the lads. It's changed massively now and our girls, again, we'll mention again the reason why we set the yeah. podcast up is, is that our girls are on the start of their football journey and it's amazing to see, you know, when we we'll go watch them on a Saturday or Sunday, it's pitch after pitch after pitch, playing of the girls playing football, which we absolutely love. That's massively changed in your day. How, does that, how do you think that will come or will transgress into sort of the longer genity of the game and, and how the players will, will develop?
1: I think, yeah, it's come really, really far. And like you say, you, you speak to, like, I know that friends, it was just a girl in a lads team. And that was kind of the way, and we just sort of accepted the way it was. I know now I have a family member of mine who plays at the under sevens. Now he does in Penna Ford, And there's there's girls left, right and yeah. centre in the under eights and the nines. And, you know, it's become a massive thing now. And I know can only speak from my community, which, you know, is Penna Ford, that they played their first tournament as an all girls team last week. You know, I I know they can't, um, set up than at certain age groups because it was sort of a mixed age groups to play against other teams. You know, it was some were like seven, some were nine. You know, it was sort of that. But it's the first time that they actually had a girls team in about twenty years. When I since I was there, you know, we had a girls team back then. You know, when, um, in in Penaford. But now it's I think it's the first time in like twenty years that they had a girls team playing for Penaford in a tournament last week, which is great. You know, it was it was fantastic, and I think. It's only, you know, it is only going to get better. And I think the girls seem to be, they just seem to be braver. They have no yeah. fear to go and play with the boys. And it's not like, oh, mom I don't want to, or dad, I don't, you know, and they just get on the field. And that, I think that's all they've ever known.
2: I think touching on from a few weeks back when you mentioned, didn't you, about the dads, when they have their girl from birth, I'm thinking this, we, we want her to be a football when she grows up. And I think that's what it is now, because every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger it's unbelievable now because like we said loads of times, North or Paul, I've got age groups from
0: now like six mm. all the way up to a women's team and we see it every single week. It's unbelievable. It's brilliant. And then your penafort 4 team then, full of boys, I've done my research on you before coming on <laughs> and I spoke to someone who used to watch you back in the day on that of team and he said to me she, she used to tear that league apart. So not only were you the only girl in there, you were smashing it as well, weren't you? What was the feedback from that and how did, they, how did your sort of teammates, how did the opposition respond to that?
1: I think my teammates, a lot of them, they were uh, my childhood friends. Really, mm. you know, like who I played right. with outside of school, in school. So I cr- created that sort of relationship with with the boys straight away. And I don't think they never really said, you know, anything bad. But oh. I don't know whether maybe the football was talking more than that. Yeah. They were, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I. I did do pretty well to be fair. <laughs> I not I'm not I'm not gonna lie about it. But you can't do you can't do well without your teammates around yeah. you. And obviously, which will probably touch on in a minute, there's one specific teammate that yeah, you know yeah. is is kind of streets above. Even what me. What
2: position did you play on as a
1: kid? Um centre midfield. Did you? Yeah. I did, yeah. I actually did play centre mid- midfield as a kid. And um I think what I was kind of very Technical, all I wanted to do was be technical. And that was kind of, I had to sort of change that playing with the lads because I think you get, it doesn't matter what age group you get with the lads. It's it's so physical, you know, yeah, physical yeah. demanding. And I thought, well, if I'm going to play in this league for the next, until I get stopped, and I can't play with yeah. the lads anymore. I'm going to have to, you know, and I remember just being this robust, probably, I will say it, horrible <laughs> little person that was just in the middle of just, yeah. And, and, and I think once I grew that side, to my game playing in the boys I don't think I'll be honest I don't think many teams liked playing us in the end no Did you get stuck in oh that's what I mean yeah, yeah I had yeah. to develop that playing in the boys because it was like well I can't compete at this level because this this is physical yeah, you yeah. know and I'm and I'm just a girl and that's how people see it or oh, you'd you'd hear until like you know say if it was a new team we'd never played you'd hear them go oh, they got a girl got yeah, a girl yeah, yeah. and as soon as I put a tackle in it was very much oh, they've got a girl like yeah <laughs> and, and and that whole girl just stopped.
2: Would you find that on the reverse, though, where sometimes they wouldn't put a tackle in as hard on you until maybe you put one in on yeah. them? Yeah,
1: yeah, you'd you'd find that a lot, you know, you, you would find that a lot, but it was, which is a shame, really, but I couldn't understand, you know, mm. I, I do yeah, yeah. get from the lad's side that, you know, they didn't want to be that one to hurt, you know, but I think as soon as they seen it, I, I, after then, I think I had my first year there, and everyone, we played every team in the league, and I think that, that kind of cut out very quickly, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you ever hear a sort of on the sideline being only girl? Did you ever hear any sort of sniggers from parents or sort of or more so dads or you know a girl you got a better a chance or? Did you ever hear anything like? That, or was that something you didn't hear? Do
1: you know what? I think maybe I heard it, but maybe I just chose to block it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you kind of. My dad used to be very much like just let the football do the talking. You know, yeah. don't worry about anything like that. And I was fearless a kid. Yeah, as yeah. a kid, I never, I never yeah. worried about what anyone said to me. I wasn't. I think I've grown more sensitive as I've grown older, rather than <laughs> rather than as a kid. I, I I didn't really I didn't really mind, and I didn't really care whether that was because I was confident in my football, and I think that made it massively important for me to just be like you know play my own game and just sort of walk away from that really. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you mentioned there uh, um, a certain player you played with back in the in the early days, Tom Lawrence now at Rangers. How influential? How good was he? Oh, were you better on the ball? I know you were sort of shared. You sort of shared the games together. Yeah, was there a bit of rivalry there <laughs> in the team, or
1: I always say to Tom. I always say to Tom, and I still say to him this day when I see him. I taught him everything he knows.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> he
1: just earns the money. No, no, no. I think you know if you sat down with anyone who played in our league in our team back then. Honestly, there's there's good, and then there's. You know, there's exceptional. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was,
2: and at, you two were exceptional.
1: Um, I know nah, he was. He was very exceptional very as a kid. You know, he he was just out of this league, very good. You know, he won tournaments. He you know he won a lot of a lot of things for us, and you you could see it from a young age. You know, you I used to play with lads that you know were, were at a good level and they were a good side, but there's always that one person that shone out, and he was just. He was exceptionally good.
0: And I think his future career, you know, has gone to show how good he was because, you know, not many kids make do make it into, into the male professional games. So Tom is obviously an exceptional talent and we wish him all the best on his, on his Rangers journey. Uh, back to you, Hannah. So looking at then from Penna Ford, what was the next step for you then?
1: So yeah, playing just down in Penna Ford, down at the Millstone, just at the park. We were playing, probably couldn't remember what team exactly, but Tom was playing and um, some Man United scouts had came down, you know, to to come and see Tom, because obviously they'd heard and, you know, we'd been about under eight at this point now. And um he got picked up by United and they were happy yeah, to be yeah. like, you know, sort of probably probably I think it was from like the first game and we were mm-hmm. in a tournament. So I think they were just like, yeah. yeah. They sort of they pulled his um parents aside and sort of said, like, you know, we're happy to take him, we wanna for him to come a trial and we wanna go, you know, and and see what he can do yeah. kind of thing. And I know back then it was Man United didn't actually have a women's team back then. You're talking, you know, what, fifteen years ago, maybe a bit more oh, now. it is
0: fifteen, 15 years, yeah. years.
1: I think what was it now? Yeah, it'd be around then. Twenty maybe fifteen, twenty years ago. Uh, they didn't have a women's team back then. So they actually did speak to my parents and uh they sort of said, like, you know, if um you know, if she was a male, shall we put it that way, you know, um, that we would take her with us. But unfortunately we don't have a women's team, so we're going to have to, we know some um, connections with Tramie Rovers, so we'd really would like to forward her, you know, her contact onto Tramie Rovers. And obviously back then, I I don't think, personally, I didn't think anything of like, oh yeah, Man United haven't got a women's no. team. It was just like, okay. For me, it was, they, are, you know, they were integrating the next step. Nowadays, if that would happen, it would look a bit, you know, a little bit frowned yeah. upon. You I couldn't
2: think. get away with saying that anymore, could you? No. No way. No. And that's what's good now, because every club round here now has... Every major club and every every club majority, of the clubs in the Welsh Prem's have all got yeah. a women's game all the way through from a young age, haven't they? So for that alone, it's uh, it's it's gone massive. Fifteen years, it's it's grew huge. Yeah,
1: it's it it has gone big, you know. And I think that little old me back then, I kind of knew and accepted what women's football was like twenty odd years ago. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? But now it's not something that we would accept or any you know anyone would no. accept at that level that a uh, you know a Premier League team didn't have a women's team, but. Yeah, that was sort of the journey that I started that day. It, they...
0: it, it is. it's, it's And we've mentioned how far the game has come in that. But we're not talking 7,500 years ago. No. We're talking 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. So so our, if I said to our girls now, we were sat listening to this, so we recorded it, saying Man United 15 years ago didn't have a girls team.
2: They wouldn't believe us, would they? They wouldn't believe
0: you. No. no, Wouldn't no. believe you. It's unbelievable no. how far it's coming. It's like to so yourself who broke broke that mould to go and play with the lads that have done that.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's even Flinch Flinchers Schoolboys. You played for Flinchers Schoolboys, didn't did, you? I did, yeah. So yeah. they never had the flinch of School Schoolgirls then either. Nope,
1: nope. I was in straight. I was the only girl.
2: The only girl. Did I you was... go through all the trials as well? Yeah,
1: all the trials, and we ended up having two teams. Um, yeah, I went through all the trials, and I was the un- I was the only girl.
0: Yeah, So from there, then, so you couldn't go to United because there was no route there for you. Yeah, Chummy, you come here, or the, the details are passed to Was that a route you took, or did you go?
1: Yeah, so the trammy was the route I took at the age of na- uh, the age of eight, yeah um I just went down there obviously my uh, parents took me down there and it was just very you know sort of relaxed environment very you know like chilled they had a very they had under 10s under 12s under 14s which then developed into they had the center of excellence which is separate to that now so it's like the academy type do we say um yeah and I think because football was all I wanted to do it was kind of the next step for me you know And my parents were willing to you know do the drive and take me there and you know and that's kind of that's where I started and I was um playing at Tramia and um, we were playing in Liverpool every week I was training twice a week and you know I was obviously it was all girls and I was just yeah at that age I was just starting the sort of journey where I, you know, where I wanted to be and I was looking forward to
2: seeing where I could go from there Do you have to leave Penaford to sign for Tramia?
1: No so at first I didn't I stopped playing for the boys at like 11, 12 I had to actually get international clearance to go and play for Tramia though yeah. because I was playing Welsh in the Welsh Elite Boys League yeah. so I had to wait I had to wait for that at first um and i think it was about 11 12 that i stopped playing for the lads i remember we were playing one of this, and one of the parents was like oh, i think she, i think one of the parents was like oh no like that's it for her now she should be done with the lads football that wow. kind of that kind of situation <laughs> I, again i took it as a positive like you know yeah. it's i think cuz we beat them that day and i think they were just Isn't ready, it for like me, it? ready <laughs> to just get rid of me so uh, yeah um yeah so that, that that was that and i was at Tramier, and i was quite settled and happy there yeah
0: it's a big commitment then for your mum and dad then we'll, we'll touch on that for sort of the parents so twice a week you said then going yeah. into the Tramia big commitment for your mum and dad as well how how was, how was influential are your mum and dad in getting you there and, and, and your sort of career path
1: I definitely wouldn't have been able to do 75% of where I've been on my career path without my parents you know um, I probably don't tell them enough of what I should you know uh, they've been massively important to me in, in my career you know on and off the pitch yeah Never, never such never pushy parents to kind of do if you want to do do what you do. But they are, you know, I couldn't have done. I couldn't have done the Liverpool days of five days a week where I'm training for three hours and my dad's just sitting in the car for yeah, three yeah. hours. You know, I, I couldn't have done them days. You know, and I signed for Liverpool at like sixteen, fifteen. I couldn't drive. No, you oh, know, yeah, it's yeah. yeah um, and he's making his way off to Kirby for five, day, five, five nights a yeah, week. Yeah. You yeah. know, my sister was. Um, third best in Britain, gymnastics. So my mum was with her yeah. elsewhere doing her thing, you know, their thing. It, you know, I know us both, you know, as sisters, we we couldn't have done it without, you know, our parents. So they've been mas- massively influential and they go above and beyond and even travel to different countries to come and watch <laughs> me. Yeah, if they could, they yeah. they yeah, they did absolutely everything. I think
2: we do take it for granted, don't we, the parents? Think looking back when I was a kid and yourself and you were a kid and what we're doing now. You know, I love doing it, but I think when we were kids, we do take it for granted, don't we? When we're looking back, they do a hell of a lot for us, don't they?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It was all right for me, you know, sort of going to school, having a nap in the car, going to Liverpool probably, (laughs) going out, getting training, do what I love the most. You know, my mum's probably done my packed lunch while I'm in school for that journey and on the way back home. And it's like... You kind of forget who's sitting to the right of you the whole time that this is happening, and yeah. it's like it's my dad. Yeah, you yeah, know, man. I haven't got a taxi, I haven't got a chauffeur doing it. Like he's my dad. Yeah. Yeah. He's taken all his time out. Who you know, he had a job. You know, he was a lawyer. He had friends. He had his own hobbies, yeah. but he chose to do that for me. And you know, and um, there's not yeah, there is not enough thank yous that I could, you know I yeah. could add, add for both of them.
0: Brilliant. And then you gone from uh, so you just touched on then you signed for Liverpool. So Tramia into Liverpool. Yeah. Did you notice it was it a big step up in, in standard training facilities? What was the...
1: Yeah, it was. You know, I think back then Tranmere was sort of classed as sort of like the, say, grassroots at that time. Um, but going to Liverpool, it was a massive step up. And I remember having the trial for Liverpool and it was like, I remember walking in there and like, into the trials and there must have been about 250 to 300 people. And I thought, oh, crikey. Like, you know, I... I, <laughs> I, bet, you I bet you didn't say that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I kind of like looked and I was like, oh, right. You know, when you get this opportunity and you think, whoa, yeah. And then you see that many people and you're like, right, I've got a one in, you know, however many chance of this of this happening. It sort of dampened yeah. you a little bit, but it was like very much. And, you know, obviously it was, you know, I was grateful and I was successful in the trials and that was kind of, I went on to Liverpool then. And um, it was it was funny because I played... Center midfield, and I always had done even for Tramia. That was always, yeah. and obviously going into a, a environment where like this is their full time job, the coaches. This is their full time job, and they, you know, analysis and all that kind of stuff starts coming into you, into your game and like facilities and stuff. They they sort of they moved me into a, like a striker. They kind of seen that from how I was playing that that was my position how they want. And then yeah. ever since then, that I was happy and like you know that you know they'd watch me and. That I, that's when I moved you know a little bit further, further up the pitch Were
2: you happy to move further up?
1: Yeah I mean I was Yeah, yeah. I was
2: just happy to play for I Liverpool
1: for, yeah, I supported yeah, yeah. Liverpool you know my grandad played for Liverpool so to me it was like this was the best thing ever yeah. I'll play right back if you want <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't play <laughs> I'll take her anywhere <laughs> I don't mind
0: And, and then once you sort of signed Liverpool and you, and they pushed up funds is that one of the sort of Wales knocking or what was your Wales? Yeah.
1: So I think what kind of happened then was when I, we used to have North Wales camp here Yeah, and I got invited to North Wales camp. I think it was in St. Asif and it was very much just like a full day of just football, have your lunch football, you know, that was Mm. kind of, and I got selected from there. And I think there was only about two or three of us from North Wales that Mm. got selected. And then we got invited down to Sophia gardens, which is in Cardiff to go and meet up with the ones that got selected from the South Wales camp, basically. Um, yeah and I, I I do think that you know Liverpool was a massive you know part of me getting selected and me making that step up yeah. because I was then playing like as soon as I hit 16 I was playing reserve football for um, Liverpool like open age and you know that's when the goals started in and like you know I was I was probably at my best yeah. I, I could probably say at that point yeah Um. so yeah that's when the Wales started to integrate then and that, that's when I you know broadened it being down in South Wales and then obviously it kind of kicked on from there.
0: Mm-hmm. So you moved in, so you mentioned going down to South Wales. Was that you weren't traveling there and back in the day, was it overnight staying? Yeah,
1: so we'd stay overnight four or five de- like three, four days at the start, mm. you know, and it's just like pure football. You know, you like you do your walking, you do a bit of sightseeing, getting to know people that you don't know before. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I would share in a room with people that you don't know, you know, all that kind of stuff and just getting a little bit of taste of camp life really. Yeah. You know, and what, you know, what it could actually be yeah. if you continue a bit of to camp. Yeah, a bit of professional life. You know, you'd take your schoolwork there, if people were in school, you'd have to take your schoolwork and they'd give you slots to do, you know, to do your schoolwork. So yeah, it was a, a little bit of life of like you say a footballer. Yeah, professional yeah, yeah, yeah. footballer,
0: shall we say. Do you become homesick?
1: Um when I was a kid, I used to be. When I was a kid, I was quite homesick. And that was even just staying at friends' house. I, I was quite homesick as a kid. Um, and I think as I grew older and just started coming out my shell, like in school and all that kind of stuff, it, it became less and less, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, it did become, and it was so it's so fortunate for me it become less and less because the amount of time I spent at home was not very much.
0: <laughs> I can tell you that for sure.
1: When it came to football, once I'd hit that sixteen, I was you know I was being selected for the under sixteen Wales. You Know and then I'd like come home for a week and then I'd get a letter to say, Right, you've been selected for the under 19. So it was like, Right, okay, right, back. and then I'd be home for a weekend and then it's like, Right, you've been selected to go for the first team. I I had to, you know, I was in sixth form in school, I had to go give all that up
0: because yeah.
1: I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't find a day at home.
0: <laughs> so when you were away with Wales, did you have a particular roommate you stayed with or did you mix and match?
1: Yeah, so, so basically when we first went down, it was sort of be with somebody that, um, it's funny you ask me that actually, because you go down there and you be with somebody that you don't you don't know, you know, and that's kind of the beauty of it. You get to learn to mate. And it's interesting really because the person that I got put in a room with was just, you know, uh, a person called Lauren and, you know, we got to know each other on a level and... It's quite crazy to say, yeah, that person's Lauren Price, and she's now, you know, world champion boxer, gold medalist, gold medalist at Tokyo, Commonwealth champion at boxing. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> 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 so, so you go on camp for Wales under 16s. <laughs> yeah, they put you a random roommate, and your random roommate is now the Olympic gold medalist <laughs> boxer. It is yeah. very true, think. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: Unbelievable. I know. So that was yeah, fifteen years ago now, and we've been best friends ever since. We're still still you're in, still in contact then? Yeah, still in contact. And um, you know, she was getting picked for the the Wales first team as well. She's got caps for them as well. So uh, we were chair we were chair room then. Yeah, we we've been every, like we've been to Russia together. We've been to Israel together. We've literally been to. I could probably. <laughs> you have, must have a story. Oh, I do have a story, yeah. <laughs> we played our first, um, we played our first, um, it was the under-16s and it was called a Celtic tournament, as they called it. And it was in a, a Galway and Ireland. So there was us, England, uh, Ireland and Scotland. So we had a mini tournament between the four of us, you know, and um, we were playing against Scotland. And um, I remember I got into a bit of a scuffle with, you know, somebody, a, one of the Scottish girls and, you know, she sort of swung the first one, I swung the second one, and obviously it wasn't it wasn't stopping. And I remember I had my arms behind my back, right, and someone was holding me, but it was... I, I could class myself as quite strong. I yeah. class myself as quite, you know, yeah, yeah. Can be quite strong, but yeah. someone was holding me really <laughs> tight, and I was wondering why can't I move? Like, at that time, adrenaline, I, I didn't think of, you know... And I was like this for a good thirty seconds, and I was thinking, why can't I move? And then it clicked, and I thought, it's got to be Lauren. Lauren's got hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's got hold of me, and I looked around. And I thought, I'm not even going to bother trying. No, leave it. Just leave it and just let her just hold me. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm guessing there was no uh, no fighting over the remote control in the room. Oh the no, world. she had everything. She, yeah, 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 she had the
1: top shelf on the fridge. Yeah yeah, 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 she had everything. Whatever
0: bed she wanted first. Yeah, yeah she yeah. could.
1: She, yeah, she could have it. Nah, she she's um, yeah, she's a really good friend, you know. And she, you know, I can only say that she's. Doing brilliant in what in what she does, Ab- yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So then you gone from um Wales then full full international?
1: Yeah, full international. I remember making my debut. Um I was actually in the I was in the Algarve. Sorry, I made I made a sub debut, shall I say. Back in um we played against France in Flanethley Parker Scarlet Stadium. And I came on a sub again, I was seventeen. I don't, you know sort of no fear, you know, I was happy to just be there and, you know, I'm being around the players that I was training with every single day again was just, an, you know, just another positive to my career and my journey yeah. and I remember, um, I think we lost 4-1, It was, in, I think it was in a European qualifier and I remember Jane Ludlow scored ahead of first when we were 1-0 up and we were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah this is good <laughs> and I remember coming on a sub and I sort of, you know, was just like playing a normal game, you know, as we do and I remember um, getting interviewed after the game and this, this guy said to me on, you know, on live now, he was like, how, how did it feel that like you actually Megs' Wendy Renard? And I was like, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? It's me. I have no idea by this point who this person is. And I was like, I literally just stood there. And I was like, I, yeah, yeah, good. And I was thinking after, I said to him, I said, hey, I'm sorry. I said, I have no idea who that is. And he was looking at me like, you are joking, aren't you? And I was like... No, only he was like she only won World Cup like five times, and <laughs> and I was like I have no idea who that is. But like you know, to me now, if, if I did it now, I know exactly who that person yeah, is. Yeah. I know you know she's been on telly. She's you know France, and honestly, it that that's how like think I'm gonna have to get clued up on where I'm going and who I'm playing against. <laughs> got got
0: no Sometimes <laughs> that could be a benefit. Yeah, can't yeah it? I, I know. Yeah. Got no
1: idea. So yeah, Megs ex- <laughs> Wendy Renard. Yeah, there we I suppose go. though, if you
2: did know who she was, you would have been on the pitch quite nervous.
0: Or more yeah, nervous. Yeah, I probably
1: did, yeah. yeah, and I tried to, so I probably blocked all that of out. Yeah, out. Yeah. I probably tried to, and obviously I did it well, and yeah, well there we go.
0: You, you definitely would have tried it if you know who it was. <laughs> no. No,
1: no. No. I don't, no, definitely not, no, I, w- I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even dreamt of it. But there we go,
2: I pulled it off apparently. Did you suffer with nerves?
1: Um, not really, no. I never have done. I never really have been, I can be nervous like prior, you yeah, know yeah. but when it gets to it i sort of have this adrenaline buzz and i'm i'm all right after that Confidence. then yeah i feel confident i'm not i don't really ever get nervous there was one time we did play i think it was france away and there was like 17 odd 1000 people there and yeah i was a little bit nervous yeah. because it was the first time that you don't realize it from going from a women's you know, a women's game where you can hear your teammates. I couldn't hear a thing. <laughs> you know, when like someone's just like left shoulder. Well, that was just gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I just couldn't hear a <laughs> no. thing. So that was quite interesting because cause the crowds are such, you know, back in them days didn't get as much. Get but like obviously Fran- France, you know, women's football is really quite high, you know, mm. and it's really, you know, followed well. And um, yeah, I couldn't hear a thing. And it was quite like, wow. Yeah. Like this is, you know, let's hope obviously back in the UK that, the, you know, this, this is what, this is what, what it could, it could be. be.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's where it's getting to now. Yeah, it is. Exactly. I'm bigger. I'm yeah, bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Then your Liverpool all days then. So then you go in from, um, you're making your way up into the first team. How was that journey? What was that process like? Was it a quick process? Was it? or?
1: Yeah, it was quite a quick process. Funny that um, Steve Dale, who's obviously Rexall, manager at man, Rex yeah. and that, he was my manager at Centre of Excellence at Liverpool. He, yeah? So I've known Steve for a long, long okay. time. Yeah, good 15 years I've known Steve. And um, yeah, and the process was the reserves played on a Saturday. The first team played on a Sunday. And at first that it was like I was being praised for being good, shall I say, mm-hmm. getting picked for the first team. But it means it meant I was actually playing less football. I was playing half a game on a Saturday because they wanted to save me save for the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I ended up like playing less football, but if, yeah, if yeah, that made yeah. sense. Mm. So I had to like, you know, things, I just want to play football. Yeah. I, I don't mind whether it's reserves, first team, I'm not really bothered. I'm quite happy to stay in the reserves if that's how it's going to be. And you play know, 90 minutes play ninety reserve. minutes and just keep playing and keep mm-hmm. playing and keep playing. Um, so yeah, I had to do that for a little bit, but I think then it started to become when, um, back end of when Matt Beard was there on his first time, um, he came in and um, he kept me in his team. Like you know, obviously a lot of players sort of sort of got released, but he kept me in his team, and then of then I was playing. Yeah, yeah, I was playing. Yeah, and then. And then the big Liverpool came, yeah, yeah,
2: the, the big yeah, Liverpool yeah. Cool. give us an insight of what Liverpool was like then to so what it is so it is now
1: I mean yeah, um when i when I first started there, it was you know the facilities were there, and you know the personnel was there, and then in when Matt came in, he you know he was good, he was a good guy, and he you know he only ever wanted to be successful. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was very much wanting the backing of the club. And obviously he was very successful in senses. The backing of the club came in. And from where I was at, at Liverpool, to then when I was at Liverpool, like yeah. under Matt, that's when things just started. It was just crazy. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: Was that down to investment or what was that down yeah. to? Massive? Yeah, it was
1: yeah massive imbe- investment, you know. And they really started to pump... You know, not it's not just about money, but they started to really, really advertise about the women. Yeah, yeah. We had like I remember we got given like these um these beats by Dr. Dre and they were signed by him. Yeah, we got to go to Melwood as it was then yeah. to go and train with the yeah, men. Yeah. Brendan Rogers took our um our training session that day. Yeah. Um we did the warm-up with the guys, which was very interesting. Yeah. Cause I was blowing.
2: <laughs>
1: I know like I know they're very I know they're a lot more physical than we are, but I only did the warm up and I was like, wow. Did you think
2: you were fit at the time? Yeah,
1: woof. Well? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like a little bit of like a sprint was like woof and they were gone. And there was the likes of like, but I was I was a young kid, I was seventeen, eighteen on Liverpool. I've always supported yeah, yeah. Liverpool and it was like you go and train with the guys, and it's like, yeah. So it was Gerard was there. Uh, Coutinho was there, Suarez was there, you know, all, all they, all they, yeah. they were there, and we sat boy girl at, at, um, at like their uh, lunchtime just to so uh, to that's try and integrate that a little yeah. bit, yeah, because it's easy, it was easy for them to just go and sit boys, us to go yeah, and sit yeah, girls, yeah. and you know yeah, yeah. everyone was be comfortable, so we actually sat boy girl boy girl, yeah. Um, Who you sat with? I sat next to Martin Skirtle he was yeah. on my right, yeah. and Pepe Reina was on my Where's left, he, yeah? yeah, and that's then that's I had. Daniel Sturridge and Brad Jones back. Were yeah. they good with
2: yours? Oh, they were oh, really, really good. good yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was it was really good. And I think it was nice for them to sort of see like they'd never had that before. You know, oh. that's the first time that they'd ever, you know, sort of had that integration. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. And obviously for me, I was, again, 17 and I was just loving life. Yeah, but uh, that, was, that was amazing you know, yeah. for me. That was, and I remember there is a picture of us all at the, you know, at the end. And um, yeah, it was very, something very special to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that is. So then your career then, so you just take off of Liverpool, age of eighteen, nineteen. What what's the career look like? Where are you still Liverpool?
1: Yeah, so um when I, obviously the whole investment came in the year after, and I remember starting pre season, and obviously the the players that had not been kept on had gone, and there was sort of just me, Um, and I think there was only like two or three others that kind of carried on. So we were at pre season with like two or three of us just running and just seeing what happens. And then as the sessions came on, I'd like I'd like. Go to training and like Lucy Bronze would be there, and it was like, "Oh right, okay, <laughs> okay." This is like I actually knew who that was then as well, yeah, so yeah. that was quite <laughs> good, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. And, and then it would be like you know Farrah Williams was coming, and then Tash Dowie would be there the week after, and it was like, "Ah, okay." Like you know we you know we we're not here to make the numbers that yeah, we're going to yeah. go and win this league, and you know. And then we'd have like um like Whitney Engen. She she's played at USA. She was you know the captain for yeah. USA at uh, one point. And then, like, Amanda Da Costa, she played. And, yeah, and then we had an Iceland international. We had Louise Skillgard as well. She's played for Sweden. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of players, like, come in, you know, because I know they wanted to sort of make Liverpool, you know, be on the map because I, mean, I know yeah. at the time that, you know, they were struggling with that. So, yeah. Um, and, again, for me as a young kid, it was just another, like, string to my bow. It's like yeah, these yeah. people, and I'm going to be training with these people every single day.
2: Did you see the standards go up? In, oh,
1: like- absolutely, yeah. From from fitness levels to technical <laughs> levels oh it was and it and it made me kind of who I am as a person and who I was on a football, football level because hmm. for me to be sort of like involved in this group I had to you know kind of step up my yeah, game yeah, regardless yeah. of my age I wanted to be you know ju- just as good as these you know these girls but yeah it was a massive change but it was you know it was a good change and it was a successful change because they won the WSL three times in a row so you know it was yeah, yeah. you know it, it was massive for us that's
0: class so, you were yep, that those players come in. Is that when you think, I'm getting, I'm getting us down a bit here now at this level? Or did you feel, did you fit right in? Or what um,
1: was- I, th- I feel like technically I could have fit, I, I was tending to fit in. I just think for me it was kind of a stage where I needed to, I never wanted to, but I needed to come away from there to get game time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I had to think about this realistically. You know, I was a young kid, I was 18 years yeah. of age. I was, you know, you want. I wanted to play ninety minutes of football. I don't. You can't go to any, you know, football team and be guaranteed ninety minutes. I know that doesn't happen, yeah. obviously. But it was. I wanted to keep being at the top level, you know. And I know these players were were coming in to be in starting eleven yeah. and kind of, you know, carry, you know, carried Liverpool forward. So I was very realistic to it. I, I wanted to. I wanted to go away and be. 90-minute football, no matter where that was. Yeah. I didn't, I just wanted to keep scoring goals. I wanted to just keep being confident. And I still wanted to be involved in the Welsh setup. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you need to still it's be at your up. top game yeah. wherever you are. You yeah. know, and I, that's what I wanted yeah, to yeah. do. Um, I think Matt, and I think he would probably admit this, this yeah. now, Matt would admit that he was very reluctant to let me go anywhere.
2: Did you, did you push a move? No. No.
1: I didn't. People on the outside were wanting a move that I didn't know about. But yeah. Yeah. So I think Matt was very reluctant to let me go, which yeah. okay, you know, uh, that, that's kind of fine and I think that kind of, you know, dampened me a, a little bit. Mm. And that's when I kind of then made the switch and had the conversation, yeah.
0: Yeah. And how that conversation go?
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad conversation. It was Birmingham have actually come in for me and when I'd spoke to Birmingham they'd actually come in for me prior which I had no idea about I I didn't know anything about that and that's when I found out okay maybe this is sort of you know and back then Lincoln came in for me as well which had a really good setup you know they had you know a lot of players and I think I can't remember his name now I think Mr. Harris was running running it there yeah so um, yeah um, I didn't know about any of that you know and I did, I, I was actually went training with Man City when Nick Cushing first came in charge. Yeah, I was, I was training at Man City most weeks. Um, like two, three times a week <laughs> I went to Man yeah. City and I was at Birmingham as well. And they both actually wanted me to sign. Um, it, but again, I went to I went to City training and I remember being at City training and I think the likes of like Ellen White yeah, it started yeah, yeah. to come in there and I was like, right, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> and I and then um, more and more started to come and I just thought, oh, do you know what? I have a feeling this is going to be, they started to invest them. Yeah. Jill Scott was there, you know, seeing her and I thought, right, I can kind of see where this is going here. And it sort of just like, was a bit of deja vu, the whole Liverpool situation. And I didn't want to be, again, it was amazing to be around these people, but it was very much like, I've got to think about myself. I want to go and play 90 minutes of football. Mm -hmm. You know, Liverpool are doing what they're doing. Man City are now investing on board, which is great because that's, you know, without that, the women's game wouldn't be where it is now. So that's fantastic. But for me personally, I said to my dad, I said, X, Y and Z were there. I feel like this is happening again. Yeah. So let's cut it now before you know, and that's when I made the decision to go to Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Which again, you know, was a long travel. You know, we're talking I'm I'm, you know, three, four hours sometimes with the traffic. You so know, you did you didn't move
2: f- over to Birmingham? No. Travel I uh,
1: travelled every single day to Birmingham back with a full time job. Did you? I did that, yeah.
2: Part time at Birmingham. And at work Birmingham. Full-time.
1: Yeah, I did. It was it was tough. It was really, really tough, you know, but I had you know, good experiences okay, at Birmingham. Yeah. I played with some fantastic people and it didn't quite work out with me with Birmingham from what, I won't go too much into detail of it, but what I got told to what actually happened. And, you know, I still, to this day, me and dad will still have the conversation now. Maybe maybe that was one decision I shouldn't have made. Okay. If I have one regret in my footballing career, yeah, that would probably been one well, of it. going to Birmingham? Not, not essentially going to Birmingham because when I was there, it was okay. It was just, I was promised things that didn't happen. And, you know, you look back on the other opportunity that I could have had at Man City, things could have been a lot different.
0: Not, yeah, yeah. Well, you, but you made that decision to go there to, yep. to keep yourself in that, that the Welsh yep. picture, the full Welsh picture. So you're going on to sort of World Cup qualifiers then, so 2015, yep. was it? 2015 yep. World Cup qualifiers. You got a goal in the qualifying stage?
1: Yeah, we were away in Montenegro. Yeah, we made that journey over there. Um, and I remember, yeah, I remember that goal. That's one one goal I do, I do remember. I remember getting, we were in our green and white away kit and the pitch wasn't fantastic and uh, I hit the ball, it was about 25 yards, I think. And I remember just, yeah, and I thought, wow, I just scored for Wales. Wales. Like, you know, like you can, you know, I train with these people but I actually scored for Wales, you know, and it was, oh, it was a fantastic, you know, feeling. I've, And Welsh through and through, so yeah, it was it was brilliant.
0: So that was that your first goal for the full yeah full international,
1: international, yeah, was twenty five
0: yard screamer to it was yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it wasn't my debut or my sub debut, but it was you know my first goal, so I remember those three in particular. I remember, Mm. yeah.
2: We can find that, and I reckon we'll find it. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: I think you will. Well, I don't know because I've never found it.
0: We'll try and find it. We'll try Try and find find it. We'll put a little link in if we can find it. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) that would be brilliant. And then the so in your group then, was it was. You, you played three games that, in that qualifying stage. Yeah, England was one. Yeah, but that didn't go so well.
1: That was uh, we played them away at Millwall at the Den. Yeah, yeah we did on a oh, I think it was like an, a, an evening kickoff, you know, and the quarter to eight kickoff. Yeah, um, we actually did well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did well. You know the the whole like thing that we got of it was like oh you know Wales England variety blah yeah. but no we actually did really well. You know, if you look at their team sheet on paper, I mean, crikey, you know, it was, you know.
0: Name a couple. Who was on there?
1: The, oh, gosh. I think Annie Luca was on there. Jordan Nobbs was on there. Ellen White was on there. Steph Horton was on there. Yeah. yeah. Decent. Decent, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Are, they, are these I mean, full-time now, though? That oh, English yeah. squad, they'll be full-time. Oh, yeah, they'll be full-time. The Welsh would probably be part-time. They are
1: full-time. Oh, at that time. At oh, that yeah. time, yeah. At that time, I was there. We were part-time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Yep. So you you know you are travelling down to you mentioned Birmingham again but you travel down two hours there, train back home full time job and you come up against girls or the women are playing who are pros who are playing every single day yeah big difference hasn't it
1: it's a massive difference I I'm really realistic though I never let it bother me oh. I never let it phase me um, I kind of just did what I did and carried on doing it and I you know it was tiring don't get me wrong I was absolutely but that's all I wanted to do yeah. It was play football and I just wanted it didn't matter where I was travelling what I was doing I was playing football and that's what I was happy with you mm. know there would be days when i finished finish work we sat in an office and i just think you know I don't want to go no. I don't want to go because I finished at 5 got to be there for 7 but I'd go get the rush hour traffic to Birmingham you know but I'd still get in that car and I would still, still do that. it and I'd be eating my tea in the car but I'd still go and I wouldn't be getting home till midnight, but I'd still do it. And
2: back up at six, seven and back
1: o'clock. back up at six, seven o'clock to be in office for eight o'clock to then go training again, but I'd still do it.
2: So how many times a week would you train? Three, four times. Three, four times a week. Yeah, and
1: then there would be Sundays, obviously I'd be playing. But then obviously in that time we were playing against Arsenal, so we'd have Arsenal away or we'd that, you know, and then... But then again, home games for me weren't home games. No, <laughs> yeah. Birmingham was not Birmingham, a home game. We were playing like Liverpool Everton. I was like, yes, yes get, in. Yeah. get in. Liverpool away <laughs> <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> 45 minutes away. Yeah. There's a bonus
0: for me, definitely. <laughs> so you, you're, you're Birmingham days then. So uh, after that, so that course sort of come to an end. Things didn't quite work out, like you said. Yeah. What was the next move for Hannah? Where did you go?
1: So I went back to Stoke when I actually were at Stoke previously. You know, I had a bit of a spell there, but I actually went back there for a good two, three years. You know, I knew a lot of the people at Stoke and I think from what happened at Birmingham, I think I got a little bit of my mifty head on, shall I yeah. call it. And I just thought, like, let's just go back to somewhere where I know. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at, it's, you know, there's a league below. So there wasn't as much, like there was commitment, obviously, yeah, yeah. but in a sense of traveling all the time, it what it wasn't like that. I just wanted to go back to what I knew, find confidence again in my football and see where I could go from there. That's kind of where, I, that was my, you know, thinking process. Put it
2: back to a hobby, yeah, but it,
1: yeah, because I, I did. I started to not enjoy it because yeah, yeah. it never, it didn't become football. It just became something that I had to do, and it just became part of my routine. And I become very yeah. I got to training, and in, in the nicest way, the last thing I wanted to do was training because Train. I was so tired. But you know, so I went back to what I knew, my roots. Start getting you know goals again, and just start enjoying it and lo- and loving it more. And then um, rivalry derby came in for me then. After that, after, uh, I think it was like two seasons I had at Stoke and then, yeah, Derby came in for me and I did speak to Derby and I said, look, about the traveling and all that, et cetera. Like, I'm, it's only 20 minutes further, half yeah. an hour further from Stoke really. Yeah. So it wasn't that much of it, you know, but it was one of the things that I put to sound. I said, look, like, I can't be doing this <laughs> four or five days a week. You know, there's, you know, I've got a lot of commitments outside of, you know, I have a family and yeah. I have, you know, work. But yeah, yeah. Um, I did make the move. I did make the move. I really liked the, I liked the setup they had at Derby. Mm-hmm. It was very professional, very classy. They were involved with the uh, men's team really quite rapidly and very, you know, very a lot. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was, you get tickets for games. Yeah. Photo shoots together. There was a lot when Rooney was there. Yeah. There was a hell of a lot of that. And at Stoke, I obviously I'm not sure what it's like now, yeah. but Stoke, you never had any of that. It was no. So at
0: Stoke, it was completely separate.
1: Completely separate, but Derby was, from the minute I got there, it was integrated, and that and that's what it was. Yeah,
0: that's that's, that's, that, isn't it? Yeah,
2: that, that, that's the way it is now, isn't it? You see yeah, a lot yeah. Of the Liverpool posters are all integrated, aren't they? Together. Yeah. That's that's the that's that's it nowadays. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I it think is. once
1: one team's done it, I think they all sort of like. But
2: Burnley were a little bit ahead of the time. Mm? They Burnley were a little bit ahead, ahead of the, of the time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. obviously
1: the Newcastle women now, who are actually playing in the same league as Derby and Stoke, they're actually full time pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does. They're the only one in that league. You know, like in the. North Premier League, they're the only team in that league that have gone full time, which before WSL level, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're looking, obviously, their then goal is WSL. Isn't it? I yeah.
1: mean, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. top of the league now.
0: So I don't see yeah. why they can't. Back to back promotion. Massive investment. Yeah. And then it's sort of um, from Derby, then how was that at Derby? Um, why did you go by to leave there? What was, what was the reason for that?
1: So, yeah, um, again, the travelling was still, you know, was yeah. still I was working in care at the time, looking after vulnerable adults, you know, um, and. Sleeping over in houses, supported living, yeah, um, yeah, which I absolutely loved. I did yeah. that for four years and it was great. But it, obviously, it's took its toll when I'm sleeping over and then going to Derby and you know. But I, it just eventually, you know, had it had its toll on me and I had to just cut the cord of it and say, look, like I'm I'm struggling, yeah, you yeah. know. And I had to be honest, I had to be open. And I said, look, I'm struggling. A lot of people lived local to it and I just, you if I wanted to play, always wanted to play at the level that I wanted to play. I, I always had to travel. Yeah, being from where I am. I just had to travel regardless of what I wanted to do. Um, Yeah. And then I took a good couple of years out of football. Yeah, I did. Um, For one reason or another, there was, my mental health wasn't great. You know, I'm from a young age my mental health wasn't always, you know, perfect. But I think there was a time when it really, really hit, really hit the sort of rock bottom, as they call it, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was a really, really tough time for me. You know, and it was a tough time for my partner and what my partner went through as well, like her her own personal life as well. Um, Yeah, it was a real tough time for me. So I kind of took the time away from football. Yeah, to sort of focus on that.
0: After after years of, of driving and driving to games, having to, to stop football, how was that then for you? To completely say the game you've loved from the age of kicking the ball against your wall. Yeah. Is it? it must have been really tough then for just going like, I'm not going to play for a couple of years. And, but... Really important to get yourself right, and obviously, you know, mentally, it's a really tough time. Explain if you've got my hand, explain to us what what went on regarding the mental health issues and what went on there. That's all right.
2: Yeah,
1: I think I had, um, I actually got diagnosed with EUPD when I got sent, when I got basically sectioned under the uh, Mental Health Act. I um, got sent to Headvan, which is in uh, in Wrexham, the mental health hospital. they first sent me to one in St. Asif and then they transferred me closer to home. Um, yeah, and it was just, I think everything just kind of come to a blow and I became uncontrollable, you know. And it wasn't nice for my partner to see over the months and I i, I lost control of my way of thinking, my way of dealing with with things. And with the UPD, which is Emotionally Unstable Personality Disorder, It everything that was, was me at that time. Yeah, yeah everything that was, that was me. I, w- I couldn't control anything from tiny little things to big little things, you know, and I was doing a lot of self-damage to myself. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, self things that I was, basically, as I got told, I was bullying myself into this world of just like, you know, the worst world that you can imagine to be in. So I got sectioned and which, which was the right thing at the time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was, I don't feel like I was safe here. You know, as such, in, I needed to be sort of, yeah. <laughs> I not to say locked up as such, but you know, in that in that sense, just to have, be in a place where I don't know anybody, that was probably the best, because I was very good at hiding a lot of things, I don't like talking, I didn't yeah. like talking, I'm not a very good talker in senses of mental health and all that kind of stuff back then, but I, you know, I've had the, uh, you know, I got put on a certain medication, I was in there for a good week or 10 days, something like that, and... Yeah, I kind of had a, a lot of home treatment when I got home. I was treated at home by them. They'd come and visit me and my family. And back then I was living with my parents. Um, yeah, and there was this one certain lady who really, you know, Tina, who really got me out of the hole that I was sort of living in. And sort of, she really got me back on my feet and, you know, kind of started again.
0: Fantastic. And it's still a massive stigma in our mental health, isn't it? And, uh, you know, if you talk about any other illness, people say, oh no, it, it, it's it's. Just- people understand the as you mentioned, mentioned mental health people kind of don't know how to, how to react or speak to it or, or question it. it's it's a strange one isn't it how where it's going so i think it's really important and i'm really pleased you, you opened up to us and spoke to us about mental health because i think it's absolutely key yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know and, yeah. and, and and it'll help so many young people and so many young footballers well not just footballers so many people watching this so i really appreciate um, opening up about that so we'll we'll uh, we'll finish on the seven aside team
1: Oh, no. See, I, I knew. So you, I thought I might have escaped. No, this. No,
0: no, no. So we'll do this at the end of every episode. So the, Lily is, Jones, <laughs> the Lily Jones, five or seven aside. Lily Jones, five or seven aside team. <laughs> Are
1: you allowed subs? No. No, you're not. Yet. No, you're not allowed no, subs. Oh, no. We'll give, okay. you one,
0: we'll give you one special mention to, to one player who. who I can't yeah, miss out. Can't okay. miss yeah. out. But okay. you, you can put him on the bench, all right? Okay. You put him yeah. on the bench. Okay. So this is seven aside. The best players that you have played with. Keeper, you go How desperate do you want this sub?
1: (sighs) (laughs) I think I do. Um, Okay. Okay. Keeper, I think this was quite, I have thought about this, only because I thought you might ask me, but I thought, oh, they might not, so it might be a bonus, but you are. So we'll just go over that. I have to go Becky Spencer. Yeah, I think, you know, I was with Becky at uh, Birmingham.
2: Are you at Tottenham now?
1: yeah she's at Tottenham now so Jamaica. that just kind Jamaica. of yeah, yeah and yep. she's at the World Cup with Jamaica which you yeah, know
2: yeah.
1: I think that kind of speaks for itself you know in that sense that she's fantastic goalkeeper great person you yeah. know off the pitch as well but yeah she, she she'd have to be there there was sort of no question around yeah. that one Um
2: locked locked in. In. you going for the formation? oh no
1: no no <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, we're just not throwing anyone there. These pl- these players can play anywhere. Right, okay. right, these okay, players can play anywhere. Um, so again, I'd have to go with Lucy Bronze. You know, I remember being that. Yeah. Just
2: Lucy Bronze. Just Lucy Bronze.
1: Bronze. Yeah, that's it. That's what someone said.
2: <laughs> 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 she can play anywhere. Any Do
1: <laughs> No. Um, yeah, Lucy Bronze. Again, her career. You know, sort of. You know, stamps it down for me. You can't really get much better than that. You know, and I remember being a young kid back at Liverpool and. And it was eventually like you know it would be training like you're right Han i would be like oh, oh you're right, right. yeah <laughs> you know and nowadays like people would be like that yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Um, so was yeah she
2: a level when you when you first oh absolutely
1: yeah and do you know what of the of the top players Lucy was one of the younger ones yeah. she was still on the younger side to you know the likes of Farrah Williams and stuff mm. she was on the younger side but oh god unbelievable <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. yeah that's all I can say yeah yeah, yeah. You, it's don't, just... you don't
2: become world player of the year for no you year. don't absolutely
1: not. <laughs> and Doing it in, doing it in other countries (laughs) like she's done. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. she could do it anywhere.
0: Building Barcelona now. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. just doing
1: what she does best. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Gemma Gemma Bonner. I think I'd put them two at the back. Yeah. Gem is a very classy footballer. You know, she was the captain at Liverpool when I was there. Very classy footballer. Again, a great person off the pitch. Sort of know how to lead the team. Very steady. Nof- you never panics about nothing. She's back at Liverpool yeah, now, yeah, which is yeah. great for, you yeah, know, to be yeah. seen. Obviously, Matt's got her back there and I know yeah. she's had a couple of years in the States. But yeah, no, just a very classy footballer and just very steady. Oh, yeah, you yeah. always felt safe with her being yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, gosh, no. You've got That's me. not a bad back
0: to is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's not, right. not a bad back to yeah, yeah. you, know?
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'd say this this person that I got the luxury of training with nearly every single day was out of this world good. And I mean brain level, out of this world good, and that's Farrah Williams.
2: Yeah? Um. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Honestly, the things she did in training were just, just felt like not normal. No. No, they were like, (laughs) I'm like, we're in training. (laughs) Like, you know, that's how good she was on her brain. You could see her brain ticking. She never had to run far. No. She was one of them players that could have a distance of, you know, a couple of metres and she would change a game just like that.
2: She knew what was going to happen next. Oh,
1: she knew exactly what was going to happen next and further on in the future.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at it now, it's weird to say that. She's very good at predicting scores. Have you seen her yes. on the thing? <laughs> she gets a lot right. So yeah, yeah don't it doesn't surprise it, me if yeah. she could look above and beyond. <laughs> Honestly, absolutely just out of this world. I immense.
0: Know. All-time immense. leading uh, cap for England as well. Yeah,
1: exactly, and that's again that says it all. But immense, just doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's the only word that I've got. Incredible. Yeah,
0: she's in there. She's in. She's hundred percent right. captain. <laughs> <laughs> skipper, skipper.
1: skipper. Uh, um, uh, Jess Fishlock's got to be in there for me. Yeah. You know, uh, as a kid again, I was playing at um, Wales at sixteen, and y- you train. You know, you train with all of us. There's twenty yeah. of us training. And again, there's always that one player that you just think, wow. She yeah. She was that player. Yeah. Play. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Again, um on
2: par with Father Williams?
1: They were very different. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Don't ask me
0: that. <laughs> they me were they were, they were different. They <laughs> yeah, were different.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they were very, very different in in senses. But Jess trained like she played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just technically on the ball. Her her just her movement, just just everything again her career speaks for it her career is still speaking for it now you know doing it in other countries and what she's you know achieved at uh, Rain and stuff like that yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a fantastic fantastic asset to Welsh football absolutely massive for us you know even when I was there to what they are now you know she's um She's really one of them players that was been. That uh, is very special, yeah, yeah. you know, and will be, you know, very special to a lot of people going on in the years. Yeah, yeah. yeah So she, she would hundred percent. So well, she absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, that's them two in the middle. I'd have to go with Karen Carney. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, days with Karen Carney at Birmingham, and again, uh, she's. Off the pitch, fantastic person, great person, was very like mummy of the group, you know, she very sort of like, just sort of like, especially me, because I was only young, took me under her wing, sort of like, you know, was looked after after me a little bit, yeah. Um, Made you feel welcome. Yeah, and I think she was very much on the up of, because she was Birmingham bound, she was very much wanting to bring Birmingham again on the map, you know, we played Champions League and we got there, you know, we were in the semi-finals we played against Marta, you know, like things like that were just crazy when I was at Birmingham in just one year. In. in one year. Just
0: drop it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hold on, hold on. So, so Champions League semi-final. Yeah. Birmingham.
1: Birmingham away.
0: And Marta, you played against Marta.
1: We played against Marta, home and away.
0: If you don't know where Marta is, young players watching or listening, just Google Marta, will yeah. you?
1: Yeah. And that's a speak time for itself.
0: World Player of the Year.
1: Yeah. Year. World <laughs> Player of the Year. Brazilian <laughs> legend. legend. Yeah. Absolute.
0: It's like the Sam Kerr of, of, of back in the day. Yeah, isn't it?
1: That's what it was. That's what she is. Incredible. So yeah, um You had some
0: career you. <laughs> you, had some career, you.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Kaz sort of built that up in Birmingham, you know, and she wanted to be she wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, she she definitely have to be in there for me. Classy footballer, yeah. you know, great, goals, free kicks, all, all of them things. She was speciality at that, yeah. Really, really good. And, and I was and, smashing
2: it at Sky Sports.
1: Yeah, she is. You know, yeah, yeah. she's on, you know, and she's <laughs> doing really well yeah, yeah. in that sense. So, yeah, she definitely have to be in there for me. Um,
2: okay. It's a flip of a coin, this, is it? No,
1: no, it's not. <laughs> this, is, this is another Welsh one for me, you know, whose stats sort of speak for themselves. I'll have to put Helen Ward in there.
2: Okay. Absolutely,
1: yeah. yeah. All-time
2: top goal for Top Top scorer. Yeah.
1: And she could just score all the time. In training, in games, and... You know, her, how she adapted her life to having two children and still being, you know, at the peak of her game yeah, yeah. at the eight, Like, you know, the sort of on the older side to what the we, us young kids and she could just score for fun. Mm. And it was just like, it was just amazing to sort of be around. And obviously me upcoming, like being that striker for Wales, it was always sort of somebody that, you know, I've got to train with yeah. most months, you know, because we'd meet up every couple of months. And just to be around that. And, you know, her stats speak for herself at what club she's been at, you know, Chelsea's and the Watford's yeah, yeah. and all that kind. And she's still doing it
2: now. You take little bits from her game. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: She was just a goal scorer through and through. Yeah, Again, right. never made it look hard. No, 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 no. She never, that, you know, she didn't, she would work so hard, but goal scoring was just like second easy, nature. Easy yeah, 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 yeah. She'd do all the hard bit. The running was the hard bit. The scoring was just the easy yeah. part.
0: Yeah. What uh, What tips did you take off her? Did you do Anything? Did you get anything from that? Did you, when you train her, any tips you can? Think yeah, of? she's
1: just like her movements, her all of that. You just only have to watch her. You know, just watch her back, her movements, and her, obviously her work rate. You know, was just was impeccable. It's not something. You know, she got everything she wanted out of every single game she played. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She was just undeniably good, and just like I say, goal scorer, yeah. second nature, <laughs> absolutely.
0: So we'll give you one sub then, don't we? Mm. Can I I have Tom two? Two have to, have,
1: two? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have two? Oh, She's fucking about <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, Tom Lawrence is going to be one of the subs. Right, right. Put Tom's manager. Tom's manager. Tom's yeah. manager. Tom's, yeah. manager. Yeah. Tom's manager. One person that I would, mm, I would debate would be in the seven aside. If I'm honest, but you know, it would be Sophie Ingle. Okay,
0: Sophie Ingle.
1: Yeah. yeah, at Chelsea, played with her at Wales. Uh, He's just
0: got the all-time all-time um, WSL, WSL appearance. club
1: appearances. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you left out the all-time <laughs> WSL appearances.
1: Oh, see what you've you,
0: done. You have left it out with the silver side You See
1: what you've done. I know, I know. But um, just again, just cool, cool calm, collected. You won't see a footballer like her. Nothing phases her. Nothing stresses her. Nothing. She is just the most relaxed footballer. It's like uh, like we used to have to have nerves for her, and it's like, and she just <laughs> she's just like a millpond, just amazing. And what she used to do, and I used to be like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> nothing rash, nothing, you know, stupid, nothing silly. And she would just finish and she'd do this and oh yeah. Um yeah, and obviously her getting that award that she's got now yeah, of yeah. um top of the WSL appearances, that is just no surprise to me at all. Fully you know? deserved. Fully deserved, mm. fantastic footballer. Again, another great asset to have in the Welsh Welsh setup. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she would be Yeah, she'd
0: in potentially
1: Lincoln. be in, in there. In, yeah, yeah. 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 So you killed me on that one.
0: I have a little bit, yeah. <laughs> So that seven aside team there, that is pretty impressive that. Yeah, yeah, I reckon like we're it. talking what, over five hundred England caps. I reckon three hundred plus but, Wales caps. Gotta be. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be. Easy. Gotta be there, yeah. That is some team that yeah. I, know. I think I think we're gonna struggle over this uh, over this series yeah, to get to beat a better that, yeah. a better yeah. seven aside team than that. But we will try. We will, we will try.
1: try. Well, I mean you can try, yeah. but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. not I'm not sure you will. Yeah. You know, and it's just a credit to like you know the people that have made my career, you know, and like be be that way, yeah, yeah. And how I got to train with these people that are still doing it day in, day out now, you know. Yeah. And I look a day older than they do still, <laughs> 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 and they're doing it full time still, <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, it's it's it is just some you know, it's memories that I'll take you know, take yeah, on board forever and ever. And you know, I can safely say that I've played with these people that you were know, WSL. Yeah. You know, appearance most. I've I've trained with her.
0: You just left her on the side team. <laughs> <Yeah. I> no,
1: <know. laughs> but no, it's um, no, it's a great feeling for me. Honest. I think it's, <laughs> no
2: one will ever take it away from me, will they?
1: No one can ever take that, no matter where I go and what I do oh. in my life. Now, you know, um, nobody can take that away from me, and I can safely say that. You know, I'm kind of proud of you know, oh, you I'm proud be. of my career, I'm yeah. proud yeah. of who I've shared my career with, and that's kind of where I am with Wrexham now. I kind of wanted to finish my career in my hometown. Yeah, that's where yeah. I'm from, so be rude
2: not to. And like your yeah. granddad? What your granddad did exactly? exactly the same. Yeah, he
1: did exactly the same. Just Kind of wanted to finish where he did, and seen that photo where we got the same stance. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> it's the same place, very strange.
0: <laughs> so for all the Wrexham fans watching, listening, injury update: where are we up till the injury? How long before you see Hannah back playing?
1: Oh yeah, so injury update: we've had a bit of a 360 turn with it. Really, I won't say I won't go into detail about it massively, but 360 turn in a positive way, shall I say? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. hopefully back in the new year that I'll be back and I'll be back playing. It's been a bit of an unfortunate time. Again, I've struggled a bit with it a little bit because it obviously wasn't the plan to sort yeah, of go like this yeah. but I've had obviously support from my family and my partner and stuff as well which yeah. has been really, really, you know, has been massive for me because it did actually really hit me on it and not on a good note but yeah. it's, um, yeah, so we're back up and running now, you know, Rex moving moving really good in of my physio and kind of up to date to where I'm up with that. Um, yeah, so hopefully, new year towards February mm. shall we say that I'll be You're yeah, back I'll now, be back and we've got <laughs>
0: Millie we've got Millie tipping in the studio with as well she's watching us being filmed Millie's a massive massive Wrexham fan Millie you've got to promise wherever it is Hannah's first game whether it's Cardiff Swansea you've got <laughs> you've got to go and watch it <laughs> Millie alright Hannah really appreciate you coming down you have been such an amazing guest I'm, I guarantee you've inspired so many young players just sitting down listening to your story and, and on your, your tales really appreciate you coming in He's been Leon Pickford
2: And that's been Andy Hughes And And This this Girl girl can Can Play
1: Please support This Girl Can Play and like and subscribe on all their social media platforms